1: Well, hello there. Welcome to the show. IB Sports Talk, IB Nation Sports Talk. Great to have you with us. I think I'd know the name of my own show by now, wouldn't you, Vince?
2: Hey, you would think, but I made that mistake, I think, every single time last week. So, yeah, it's, it's easy it to is, do. It is what it is. Yep. Great. Wait till, to have wait till you. we start having the other show, and you know, that one's going to start rolling off your tongue when you're in the other one. And, you know, yeah. So, good luck with that.
1: That's true. That is very true. Maybe you'll just have to be, you know. <laughs> be the mouthpiece on that. I don't want that kind of pressure I don't want that kind of pressure (laughs) yeah I can I can see that I can see that (laughs) it's great to have you with us though here the eve of fall training camp it is on tomorrow and uh, you know let me just let me just start by asking you this Vince. scale of one to ten how's your excitement level for the start of this fall camp compared to maybe you know any fall camp over the past few years
2: well, obviously there's heightened excitement because of just all the newness, right? There's new new staff members, new head coach. I, I think the last time there was a new head coach, there wasn't this excitement going into the initial season because the roster wasn't as good. So, uh-huh. you know, there's definitely excitement. I put it at like a an eight, I would say. there, there There's a few things that uh, I, I have some trepidation about and it has nothing to do with the team. So, uh, you know, it's just, now the work starts you know what I mean so it's like we, <laughs>
0: yes
1: yes
2: that's, that's honestly see,
0: that's
1: like even me like I've been excited all week and really since you know they announced the the, the schedule a couple of weeks ago I've been excited and it's like oh we, you know we finally get something you know we get something tangible to see and we get all these I, opportunities and interviews and everything else and you know just like we were just sitting here talking amongst ourselves before the show started it's like yeah that's There's actual work
2: that's going to be starting. Yeah. It goes along. And look, we are, we are blessed beyond measure to be able to be at practice and, and do what we do. It's awesome. It's awesome, but it's also a job and there's a lot going on at these practices. You know what I mean? That we got to take all these notes and we got to, you know, every pass is critiqued. Every route is critiqued. You know how a lineman uses his hands is critiqued. Like there's a lot going on. And there are only so many sets of eyeballs on those, on there. So, like, there's work. That's the that key. Ha- yes. The, there, there's the amount work. of eyeballs. The amount there's of eyeballs. Work, there's work that needs to be done, and it yes. is stressful at times, but at the end of the day, it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Yes. It is awesome. It's football season. It's Notre Dame football.
1: We'll actually have an excuse to be, you know, because, like, we've, we've been out there for different outlets, really, the last few times, you know, we've been out there together. We will actually have an excuse to sit next to each other and talk now you know it'll be mostly work talk but still you know hey. like we can actually talk and not have to feel guilty about it right
2: exactly and it's going to be work talk but we're going to be next to each other at practice and we're going to be next to each other at games which is really what i'm excited about i used to have to get up walk all the way down the aisle and you know to make comments to you about certain things and yeah we haven't done that since like the i mean old, the old days oh eight oh nine like yeah
1: uh, probably oh eight oh seven or oh or eight yeah well maybe maybe into nine and 10. I think we were together. Okay. You know. But it's been a while, but
2: still it's been a while. Yeah. It's been right. a while. That was like, that was, that was numerous kids ago for me. So that was a long time ago. <laughs> it's probably all five of them. <laughs> Not quite, but close.
1: <laughs> so we'll be out there tomorrow morning, nine 30 watching the first bull practice at camp Marcus Freeman yeah. press conference afterwards. You'll get all the coverage, irishbreakdown.com and the premium boards and You know, here in the podcast, you and Brian will be doing a podcast right afterwards as I slip into transcription mode and all that kind of (laughs) stuff, writing up my Marcus Freeman stuff. So, um, you know, Saturday, we're going to get to watch the first five periods of practice. Then we talk to Tommy Reese and the quarterbacks afterwards. So that should be interesting as well. And then Monday, we'll get Al Golden and the linebackers, you know, so a lot of stuff coming up these first few days, both coordinators and the head coach, you know, we're going to jump right into it.
2: It's not often that we get access to the first three practices, essentially. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that—that that is right off. Usually like, okay, you get one practice and then there's like a week before you get to go back. And so you you almost have to like save up all your content, you know, and and spread it out over the week Mm -hmm. or whatever. We get three practices like boom, 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 Friday, Saturday, Monday, boom, 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 boom. And, And it's awesome. I mean, it's fantastic. It's exciting. I know. I know.
0: Just go to Indeed.com/slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com/slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: So today we're going to be making some predictions for who we right. think will have breakout seasons for the Fighting Average. We're doing this on the eve of the start of fall camp, and we'll revisit the list. In about three weeks and kind of see, you know, Ooh. maybe if we feel the same about what <laughs> our predictions look like <laughs> today, since we will have plenty of viewing opportunities. So we'll uh, we'll kind of check ourselves in three weeks or so heading into the season if, if we think the breakout guys are going to be what we're about to predict today. Perfect. I've got four defensive players. Vince has five offensive players we're going to nominate today. And I guess, you know, we can also, you know, like if, if we think that there's, you know, like if I think that maybe there's another offensive guy or you think there's another defensive guy, we can throw those in as well. But, uh, uh, I guess my first question is like, do we have an official definition of breakout player, you know, because like, yeah, I'm trying to determine where some of these guys fit in. Like, you know, is Chris Tyree still breakout eligible? Lorenzo Styles, you know, he had a big game, but that was kind of you know at the end of a sure a pretty average season. Tyler Buckner, we saw a lot of him, but he obviously was not the starter last yeah. year. Smaller doses. So what do you think about that?
2: So I I wondered the same thing. And we had we didn't really talk about the parameters of a breakout. So <laughs> no, we didn't. In my head, I was thinking to myself, okay. I think it needs to be a non-starter from last year. It could be somebody who contributed, but it has to be a non-starter from last year. And then I felt like it needed to be a younger player as well. Because the older guys, like a, a Braden Lindsey, for example, I think he's going to have the best season of his career, but I don't think I can call that a breakout because he's been around for a while. And we've seen yeah. flashes. And, and I know, think he broke
1: out like with all those, like with the long <clears throat> touchdowns a couple of years yeah. ago.
2: Right, and so... Like the USC touchdown and that kind of thing. Right, and so I don't think he would qualify. You know what I mean? Like Avery Davis, I think this could be his best season of his career, but that doesn't qualify as a breakout. You know what I mean? He's been around. He's a a graduate student. He's been here. So I went with younger guys who were not starters, and I realize as I'm saying that one guy was a starter, but I will also say not a starter at this time last year, and that'll cover my base.
1: Trying to think of who the okay. Well, we'll get we'll get to that in a second. First though, we've got a hot take from Charlie Weiss's <laughs> oh, last belt loop. Yeah, he says Merrowweather is going to be the leading touchdown receiver. Mark that down. I mean, hey. that is that is Stephen A. Smith hot take type stuff right there. I mean, that is like that is bold on top of bold. It is, is what that is. Yeah, that's, I mean that's like putting hot sauce on top of your hot salsa <laughs> to to go out with that. A freshman is My going mate. to be the leading touchdown receiver at Notre Dame.
2: I. Yeah. Okay, so he said TD <laughs> receiver, so that means out of the receiver room. Okay, maybe. But I if it was just a touchdown, rec- like a, a, anybody that catches touchdowns, yeah, I would say no. I
1: mean, it, it could happen. I don't it know. You know there, we, we all know, you know, that, that this is a guy with a lot of skill. But, you know, like, we, we kind of referenced this earlier this week what's the, you know, is the sort of all or nothing attitude with freshman receivers that right. has been here for the last dozen years, is that going to stick with a new regime? And, it, you and know, mostly and, nothing, in a, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, different guy calling the shots and all that sure. kind of stuff. Or do we see, you know, like even if Tobias Med- Tobias Merriweather is not 100% ready to go at the start of the season, like, you know, there's a, a former Notre Dame quarterback, um Who used to tell me, you know, stories about Golden Tate and how Charlie Weiss, you know, speaking of Charlie Weiss's last belt, oop, but like they would line Golden up as close to the Notre Dame sideline as they could, you know, on whatever play that he was out there, and they would basically yell to him from the sideline, you know, what his route concept was supposed to be, Crazy. you know, that that kind of thing, and you know, so they found a way to get a very talented, obviously, sure, fast guy out there on the field, you know. I, You know, that's that's going outside the box for sure. But, you know, that's again, like when you've got a receiver room that is as thin as it is and as questions as it is, do you do you kind of go the extra yard to try to at least get this guy on the field sooner than
2: later? Well, and I will say – Let's just start
1: with him because like – That's fine. Yeah. uh, We we might as well, since we're talking about him, he's on your list of breakout players. Absolutely. we could just kind of go from there with with Tobias.
2: Well, he obviously qualifies. He didn't start last year at Notre Dame. He started for his high school team. Uh, But he also is a young guy, clearly. He's a true freshman. But everything that we're hearing from our intel is that he has – he's dove into the playbook. He knows the playbook, so that part is not going to be an excuse like we've heard a million times before from you know younger wide receivers or from the coaches about younger wide receivers, right? Right. So he's dove into the playbook. He's good to go there. He's a, a physical specimen. I mean, he's big. He's strong. He's fast. He has every opportunity, especially with the depth chart the way it is, to be very, very successful. He's going to get a ton of playing time. Yes. I would actually say as a true well, freshman we- – <laughs> As a true freshman, I think he's going to get the most playing time of all the true freshmen. I think he'll
1: get, like, more playing time than any freshman receiver we've basically seen in probably the last 12 years. Oh, that's a fact.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely. I was saying he's going to get the most of any freshman in his class. But okay, fair enough. I say that, too, uh, because freshmen just didn't play under Kelly. They just didn't. For whatever reason, they just did not play. And, you know, they were running guys out like, Freddie Canteen and you know guys like that when they had you know future thousand yard receivers sitting on the sidelines like that makes zero sense to me right but that's what they decided to do and I think Tobias Merriweather is grasping onto this opportunity with both hands and it has been a whirlwind so far he's one of the ones I'm most excited to see tomorrow to be honest with you so I think he's absolutely going to break out. He's going to end up being one of the leading receivers. I'm not ready to say the leading receiver, but one of the okay. leading receivers for Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, that's Yeah, I think he's got a great shot, you know, to do all the stuff. From a talent standpoint, there is no denying it. And, you know, sure. like you said, the fact that the fact that, you know, it sounds like he's really up on the playbook, that's going to help him quite a bit, you know, right off the top. And you know, the fact that he is already doing that is great, you know, over the over the summer. I, you know but it's just again it's bk ptsd <laughs> you know that's that's the only thing that i you know i guess that that sort of uh you know would hold me back from from completely buying into seeing a freshman like receiver specifically like that on the field as much
2: but right no gotta doubt. get
1: past it gotta get past yep it. the ptsd
2: i mean <laughs> Yes. yes sir <laughs> Yeah, that's, so, that's, uh, that creeps up in my mind an awful yeah. lot, too. So I'll be the first one to admit it. So I'll jump over
1: to the defensive side. And my first breakout guy is going to be Maris Leofel. And, you know, he played in 10 games, made three starts, finished with his 22 tackles a couple of years ago. That's really the last time we saw him in action in a real game, when he was in that timeshare at the buck linebacker with Shane Simon and that buck linebacker spot that that tag team that they had there, you know, they, they combined for only 36 tackles that season. It was the weak spot of the defense, but, you know, again, you know, like I, I I feel like it's a broken record, but Leah Fowl was one of the biggest surprises of fall training camp last year, right. You know, up until he broke his ankle and then we didn't get to see him unfortunately. And that turned into J.D. Bertrand having his own breakout season last year. But now we're going to have an opportunity to see the two of these guys together. And, th- and like those two, along with Jack Kaiser, I've got more, you know, I I, I feel better about this linebacking group, you know, one through three, that, that front line unit that I have felt about a Notre Dame linebacking group probably since, you know, since like you'd have to go back to what, probably 2017 or so when you had Tranquil and and Coney and Morgan out there, you know, and it, so it's, I, I feel really good about this linebacker group. And the biggest reason is because of what we saw from Maris Leofield sure. last fall. And, you know, assuming he's able to jump right back in and, and find that gear and, and play like we saw him during training camp last year, I, there's every reason to think that this is going to be a great linebacking group. And so, you know, again, Leofield played, but you wouldn't say that he starred at, at linebacker right. two years ago. So that's why I put him at the top of my defensive breakout player list.
2: No, that's fair. And I think that, you know, he didn't play last year. And so he has every opportunity to break out. I think he's going to be somewhat of a household name, to be honest with you, once, you know, half the season gets through or, you know, you, you get to – when you start – when when really after game one, potentially, because I think he's going to be flying all over the field against Ohio State too. But – He's gonna be a household name. He has every opportunity to be the leading tackler on a defense that could be elite, depending on what happens uh in the back four. So yeah, I, I think that I, I'm with you hundred percent on Maris. You know, I heard somebody talking uh the other day about <clears throat> you know what were the stories of fall camp last year. Well, Maris Leophile was the story of Fall Camp last year. Yeah. And he has every opportunity to be the story of Fall Camp again this year. He does. Because I I just have a feeling you and I are going to be like, yeah, he's really good. I mean, just watching him <laughs> fly around and be that guy. And I re- also well, remember talking to you about the fact that how are they going to split reps between Marist and JD? Because they were both probably the best defensive players that we saw yeah. flying around the football last year. Yeah, And they're both playing the same position. And like you said, JD slides over to Mike. And that's, that's quite the dynamic duo inside.
1: I just think. Those two specifically are going to be able to cover so much more. You know, like JD could still cover a lot of ground himself last year, but I just think the the overall ground that those two are going to be able to cover, the athleticism, both both in the passing game and you know obviously against the run, and I and I think that it's it's just you know a little bit truer fit for Bertrand to be able to move over there to Mike with with uh, with Drew White now. Going. Yeah. So, oh, you know, absolutely. Like I said, I, I, I'm
2: really excited about this linebacking group.
1: All right, so who's your next offensive player,
2: Vince? Okay, we're going back and forth. I like that. Let's see here. <laughs> so uh, let's see, where's my list? There it is. Okay, so my next one, and I'll just I'll just come right out with the obvious one, it's Tyler Buckner, right? I mean, I right. he's going to be the starting quarterback at the University of Notre Dame, okay? And if they have the season that we think that they're going to have, I think an average Tyler Buckner gets this team to 10 wins. So an above average Tyler Buckner, we're talking 11 wins and a potential playoff berth. To be honest, so when you're the quarterback at Notre Dame, you're going to get publicity whether you deserve it or not. And but I think his stats and his playmaking ability are going to more than make up for it. I think he's going to be it's going to be a star, frankly. And I you know I don't know how fast that's all going to come to him, how fast that's going to happen, but I think it's going to happen. I mean, look, Ian Book was a Heisman trophy. He got votes in the Heisman trophy and he threw like 15 touchdowns the whole season. Okay. If Ian book can be, get votes for the Heisman trophy, then (laughs) Tyler Buckner is just going to be off the charts, frankly. So I I'm very excited about what Tyler Buckner is going to do. I've already talked to Brian, my charge tomorrow, one of the charges that I have tomorrow, Uh Uh watch number 12. You know, watch his footwork, watch his release, watch where the ball plays, you know, all of that stuff. It's going to be Tyler Buckner all around, and I'm pretty excited to watch it.
1: Watching the footwork. Yep. Day one, baby. <laughs> That's
2: right, man. Got to make sure that uh, there's no ails from uh, that that massive step that he missed, you know.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, feels like he played in more than six games last year it does it's it's funny looking at his stat line and and it's you know it just seemed like he was out there more than that but yeah I mean you know again he was a package guy last year so he fully qualifies to be a breakout candidate and then you know just looking at some of the comments a lot of people are really high on Tyler Buckner and you should be you know I think it's fair to be this excited about a guy you know like when you think about a young quarterback like this I mean like. Do you, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of like how far, maybe Jimmy Clawson, maybe you don't have to go back that far, you know, like since there was like yeah. this sort of anticipation and build up for a Notre Dame quarterback, you know, cause we didn't have that with Brady Quinn, but you know, because he came in, he was you know, not a hot heralded
2: quarterback. Well, yeah, I mean, in. he
1: overtook Carlisle holiday, basically, sure. and you know, like, you know, Carlon holiday was a great guy. And I still remember, you know, like the press conference after, you know, everybody found out that Brady Quinn was taking him and, and Carlisle was talking about, there was some t-shirt that people were wearing around, you know, he's like, it said, Carlisle's out Quinn to win, you know, and he was, he was joking about it at his own press conference, you know, where they're talking about Brady Quinn overtaking, him as quarterback, but yeah. So th- it was a different situation, I guess. Sure. Obviously you know, we're no trumpets for, for Ian book coming in, you know, being, you know, a, you know, a three-star guy coming out of school and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's been a while since there's been this kind of excitement. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that, you know, there's every reason to believe that, that you should be excited about him. I, I think, you know, we all think that he's going to have a really good year. The passing is obviously going to be his thing, you know, and I've said it before, you know, when he's forced into passing situations like he was in a few offered, you know, it, like the Virginia tech game, specifically how different is that going to look this sure. year and And as, 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 as you've pointed out you know he wasn't practicing those things you know they weren't they weren't right. throwing blitzes in his face and that kind of stuff it was basically
2: his there's a few
1: plays that you're going to run and right. and go out and run it
2: yeah. absolutely so now but now he's got the whole playbook he's got the team he's got the command so you know what am i going to be looking for tomorrow yeah all that technical stuff that Brian wants me to look at i love that that's fine but i'm also going to be looking at how he's running the team You know, how are the guys responding to him? It's one practice, right? But we get to see a bunch. And so I'm really excited to see where all that is because from everything we've heard, uh, Drew Pine is still the vocal leader because that's always going to be his personality. He's always going to be the hype man, right? And that's not necessarily who Tyler Buckner is, but can he lead the team without being the overly hyped man, right? So it's going to be fun to watch and and it's going to be a lot of fun, frankly. I been waiting for a dynamic quarterback for a while yeah yeah I agree
1: uh okay so my next defensive player is going to be Jordan Botello do you agree that Jordan Botello is breakout eligible
2: I agree that he is breakout eligible because of his talent level but okay. you don't
1: think he's going to break out? Is that kind of your hesitation? I'm worried
2: because he's one of those guys that falls under the category of, I just don't know what's going to happen when he's not at practice.
1: Yeah, and that's and that you know, worries this, me. one of the I, things that's held him back to this point. Yes, 100%. percent. You know, inconsistencies and, and that, you know, the gray matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, what's up here? Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. Look,
2: this is not a secret. This is not a surprise. He has made some very poor decisions off the field. And if he can clean that part up, he could be a dynamic football player. You could play him at Viper. You could play him at Rover. You could move yeah. him in. You could move him all over the place. He could be the ultimate kind of chess piece. Yeah, in his defense, he totally could be. He could be that breakout guy. But he's got to get it all together. It's got. It's got to all work for him on and off the field. That's the part I'm just worried about. Is all.
1: Yeah, and that's you know I wonder with, you know again now you've got. A New set of eyes, his defensive coordinator Absolutely. from a year ago, and, and now you know a new defensive coordinator, obviously, in Al Golden. He obviously made some plays in the blue gold game. And again, we're not going to read too much into one you know exhibition game, sure. basically. <laughs> but at the same time, that's the kind of stuff that Jordan Botello is capable of, and that's you know yeah. part of what's frustrating. He's a junior now, so right. it's not gonna happen this year, it's not gonna happen. Agreed. Basically, that's that's how I look at it because he's going to have opportunities. And it basically comes down to what you were talking about.
2: That's a really good point. It's kind of a make or break season for him. There's there's no doubt about that. And you know if he can't figure it out, whether it's on the field or off the field or both or whatever, if he can't figure it out, it's going to be one of those situations where you're going to be like, you know what, transfer portal is a real thing. You know, you might you might want to use it. Kind of a situation. And I'm yeah, this is Vince speaking. This isn't you know the coaches telling us anything or any of that. I'm not. I don't want anybody to think that. It's me talking. But once you hit your junior year and if you haven't gotten it kind of put together and kind of gotten a a path to the field and a a path with your career, there's other guys that can take that shot for you. You know what I mean? So we'll we'll see what happens with him. I I hope for the best, man, because I think he could be a really key part to what could be a really, really good defense.
1: Yep. I completely agree. And like you said, he's the kind of guy you can basically like he's your queen on the chessboard. You can play him. And move him anywhere you want, just about, you know, with the exception of the secondary. But you know, you know, he's there's there's just a lot that you can do with him. So that's 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 why I think that that this could really be yeah, absolutely should be his opportunity. So all right, who's your third offensive breakout candidate, Vince?
2: So, you know, I'm going through the offense and I'm trying to decide, you know, who's gonna fit this criteria, etc. And now this kid did start, he definitely started the bowl game. Uh, for sure, kind of had a breakout game, but I still feel like he's an unknown when it comes to the rest of the country. And I and I went with Lorenzo Styles, <clears throat> and right now Lorenzo Styles is your best returning wide receiver. I mean, he showed what he has and and where he's at, and uh-huh. one more year under his belt. I I think I'm excited for where he's gonna end up being this season. He's gonna be counted on. There's gonna be a lot of pressure on his shoulders because of everything that I just said. But I think he can handle it. I think he's he has the potential to be the number 1 receiver in this offense. And here's why. He's got the tools, he's got the speed, he's got the hands, but he's also got the versatility. You could put him at slot. You can put him outside on the at the field side, right. you know? You could even put him move him around and put him over on the boundary side, right? He could do that. There's no question in my mind. So, he's kind of the offensive chess piece. But the the difference between him and Patelho is he's proven himself, in my opinion. But you can move him around. You can do a lot of things with him. You could get him involved in the run game and the jet sweeps and all of those different things. I I think he's kind of the ultimate X-man on this offense. And if they use him right, he's going to have a massive breakout season.
1: Yeah, and I mean, really, you know, I don't know about Lindsay in the slot, but, you know, some of those things that you were talking about obviously are applicable to him Sure. As well. So so I I guess my point is you could see those, even though they're both at the same, you know, receiver spot, you could see them both on the field at the same time. I I think you almost have to you know, considering they're two of the the fastest and most talented receivers they've got. But yeah, I I, I completely agree with with everything you said. And and we saw that, you know, his his opportunity came in the Fiesta Bowl. He made the most of his opportunity. you know, like everyone else on the offense, unfortunately <laughs> it kind of disappeared in the second half. You can't put right. that all on him. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I, he is, he should be the alpha dog of that yeah. receiving group this year. Now, now that's, you know, again, that's not taking anything away from the the young guy that we talked about earlier, Tobias Merriweather, because, you know, he is obviously uber talented right. as well, but I've, we've obviously got to see it on the field, but if, you know, like I know that, that you're going even farther out since you know you, you know we didn't even see him in a sp- you know in the in a spring practice and you're already you know <laughs> ready to, it as one of the breakouts just based on you know the intel from yeah
2: I, absolutely and the other thing that I have to keep reminding myself is Lorenzo is going to be a true sophomore right I mean he was a true freshman last year had a good true freshman season we you know haven't really seen that. And now he's going to be a true sophomore and we're expecting him to be kind of the alpha dog. Right. And so that's a lot of pressure on a young guy, but I I think he can handle it. I really do.
1: Yep. I completely
2: agree with that.
1: Okay. So that is your third offensive player. And that means that I've got to come to my (laughs) third defensive player. And I'm going with a young guy this time, you know, this he's, uh, how do I want to say, you know, he's, what we got to see him. He was an early enrollee. He's a freshman. How many? You know, he had a great spring. How many times do we see guys have great springs and then we don't hear from them again for sure. like another year or two? Yeah. I think we think this guy is going to be different. And uh, different. And I'm talking about Jaden Mickey, the corner. And part of that is because of what we were talking about yesterday when we were talking about I got a net flying around in here when we were talking about <laughs> uh position battles. Right. Is there's going to be opportunity for jade mickey you know now this this during this fall camp it's a matter right. of can he seize that opportunity and you know like he had the eye-catching spring and now he goes into training camp as a little bit of an understudy at cornerback but you know unlike you know on seinfeld when george costanza barreled into bet midler at the plate on the uh, on the understudy episode i don't know if you remember that like oh, yeah. it's not going to take that for jade mickey you know, to have his opportunity because of the big, just because yes. of the fact he's already shown that he can do some of that in the spring. And now he's going to get some opportunities and who knows what we end up, you know, whether it's, whether it's outside at boundary, whether maybe it's the nickel who or, you know, like parts of both. I think we're mm-hmm. going to see a lot of Jaden Mickey this season.
2: Oh, I agree with you. He's going to play. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Is he going to snatch a starting position remains to be seen. I think he's going to push, for that, for, for that second corner position. Because, look, we know Cam Hart can play the boundary. He can play the field. You know, where they're going to end up with him is, is still a little bit up in the air. I think it really depends on who wins that second corner job and where they're better suited, to be honest with you. But he's also competing with Tariq Bracey for that nickel spot. It's, from what we understand, it's a two-man race for that nickel spot. Yeah. And so it, it's going to be real interesting to see, you know, who ends up winning that. Look bottom line is Jade mickey's gonna play and and they they never just play two to three corners they're gonna play three four five corners right Mm -hmm. he's gonna be in that mix it just depends on what that ends up being because look the kid has an attitude that you want from a defensive back like he is hyped up all the time he knows he's the best corner in the country whether that's true or not that's what he knows and he's gonna tell you about it and he's gonna play with that swagger and it's a good positive swagger in my opinion at least up to this point let's see where it goes you know as he gets on the field and things like that but i like what i see in practice he's gonna play and he's gonna play a lot
1: yep anthony solomon chiming in he was really excited for what price could add to the running back room and and that's like i was i was kind of this summer you know when there was less going on i was like putting together my list of who I thought, you know, might be some breakout candidates. And he was on my original list. You know, I think he would have been on pretty much everybody's list, you know, based on what we saw from him in the spring. It's very unfortunate, but uh, you know, hopefully he gets back to health and, you know, maybe next year is his opportunity for a breakout and, you know, like Logan Diggs still maybe has that opportunity, right? Like if he comes back.
2: Well, and everything we're hearing and, he he's on track to come back potentially in September, which is is crazy uh, based on what his injury was and what the prognosis was. I mean, and there's even an outside chance that he comes back for Ohio state. So yeah, that's, that's an exciting venture all by itself. So again, going to see what he's up to, you know, uh, tomorrow and what, where he's at and all those different things. So it's going to be fun. The hardest part about practice number one, and I realize I'm veering away from the topic. It's all these guys that changed their numbers. And know. figuring out who's who's like I've got my roster and <laughs> trying to figure out who's who. It's like you're
1: so used to, yeah. And like because uh Styles changed his number to Kevin yeah. Austin's number four, you right. know, like right. you got used to seeing Kevin Austin out there, and yeah. now it's gonna be Lorenzo Styles. At least I have that in my, my brain already. Yeah, but there are always others, and it's like there's gonna be there's gonna be one who no matter what, you know, he's changed his number. And every time I see that number, I'm going to have to look at the card you know, to make sure. Yep. Oh yeah, that's right. He changed his number.
2: Thanks. You're right. You are hundred <laughs> percent right. And the, the, the one for me, uh, it, you know, uh, I think it's going to be awesome to see, frankly, is the fact that Audric Estime is going to be a single digit. Number seven. Yeah. yeah. Number seven. I, I, I'm not going to lie. A little,
1: uh, oh. Leonard Fournette. In him there.
2: I was hoping he was going to go six, but that you know that, but maybe that was disrespectful to the bus. I don't know, but there is no offensive number six, Ooh. so I was hoping he would do that. But hey, I'll take the single digit.
1: That would have been that would have been really juicy if he would have That's gone to same. number six. That would That's have been same. that would have been really nice. But I know take seven. I think so. Is that your fourth? Let me. Now, who check. are we just? Ta- no, we were talking no, about I got one Mickey. more. So I've got you've one got, more. Yeah, you've got the last offensive yeah. play.
2: And it's funny because I was tossing back and forth between two guys for my fourth one, and I realized when I said my criteria, I was thinking of the other guy, the one I didn't pick. And so the one I ended up picking was Fisher on the offensive line, right? Uh, Blake Fisher, look, he has the potential to be a breakout because he didn't play last year. Yeah. I mean, he, he played – he played half, in the last game. Yeah, he played a half of a game <laughs> in game it. one and he played a full game obviously in the bowl game. Uh but he has an opportunity to play a full season and I just look this this kid's an animal. He's a monster. And he, since he didn't start the whole season, I put him on my breakout list. The other guy I was talking about was Joe Alt. I mean, this tandem of tackles that Notre Dame has has the potential to both break out to be honest with you. And that's the exciting part for me. They haven't had that in a long time. And I, I think that they're going to be household names when it's all said and done, because they're going to be returned. They have to come back next year, right? They have to come back for 23 because they're only true sophomores. Yeah. So they're going to get so much pub this time next year as the two returning tackles for Notre Dame, who could potentially have a top five offensive line this year, they'll be returning to it. It's going to be crazy. They're going to be on all kinds of award lists and all of that. I, Look, I and think they're talking about him his
1: first round draft picks. Yeah, and
2: the whole Absolutely. thing. Absolutely, they're going to be the ones to watch, no doubt. Yep, yep. for sure. Yeah,
1: completely agree. Nothing to add to that on Blake Fisher. I mean, there's there's a reason you know he was out there starting as a freshman at left tackle last year, right? To begin with, you know. So to have to have Alt on the left side now and him on the right. <laughs> That's I I I I can't imagine there's a better sophomore tackle tandem in the country than those two.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a good problem to have for sure uh, yeah. as Harry Heastand is coming in and you pretty much have your tackles locked in for the next two years. Yeah. So good problem to have.
1: All right, my last breakout candidate on back on the defensive side is Riley Mills. He has played, you know, he's played for the last two years, nine games as a freshman, played all 13 games last year, but he's yet to really achieve what I would call impact. Status, you know, like they moved right. Myron Togavalo Tagov- mosa obviously over to defensive end last year. You know, so he was more in a reserve role, and I mean, he's played in 22 games, just 23 tackles and three and a half sacks. So we know there's up so much upside there, so much talent, and now he's going to have so much more opportunity on that end. You know what Brian calls the big defensive end, strong, you know, side, whatever you want to call it, and he'll right. also get to play inside a little bit. You know, and again, you know, I, I think I was touching on that the other day, like, like the possibility that you could see Riley Mills move inside in certain situations. And maybe you stick Jordan Botello out there, you know, on his outside hip. And then you've got Foskey and Adam Alola on the other side. That's a yeah. pretty formidable defensive line right there. But, you know, I just think we, we've we've kind of, you know, again, maybe not to the extent of Jordan Botello, but we've sort of been I, I think a lot of people thought maybe last year was going to be Mills breakout didn't quite happen right. but I think that that this year should be it for him
2: Riley Mills is 100% going to have a breakout year I, I he's he, like you said he's going to be starting opposite Isaiah Foskey so from the get-go he's going to be getting single teamed I mean he's, he's going to be one-on-one at, because all the attention is going to be on Foskey right yeah. and so he's going to get no attention whatsoever and he's going to make them pay for it I mean he He's gotten bigger, stronger, faster. I mean, the kid is a specimen. You see him walking around; it's like, oh, baby. I I mean, this kid is going to be really, really, really good. I I I have full faith in that. It's going to be awesome to watch.
1: It's going to be tough, uh, you know, because like I was thinking about Foskey and how a lot of times you don't, you know, you don't see guys always follow up a great sack year with another great sack year. But But it's because they start getting more attention you know and this kind of happened with jerry tillery a few years back well the difference for isaiah foskey this year is one he's got adam alola playing right next to him and you know he had his own share of sacks last season right. and then you've got mills on the other side you know it's there's you know and again like if you were to slide mills inside and put somebody like Batello or you know yeah. whoever you know even you know like like slide Adam, you know the other adam alola out to the outside over there you know which they did sometimes last year and it's like that that's that's headaches for an offensive line who who are we going to block in those situations right. so that's that's why I think that Isaiah Foskey still has a really great chance to have another big year and why these other guys can really flourish as well because there's always going to be decisions to be made in terms of who who you're going to choose to block on any given play.
2: No doubt about it. And that's what makes that's what makes good good defensive lines great. You can't focus on one guy. You've got to focus on multiple guys. And I think right out the bat, people are going to be focused on seven. And you should be. You should be really good. And I think other guys are going to make teams pay for that early. And I hope they make them pay for that early and often in game one. So we'll yep. see.
1: All right. As we finish up, don't forget hit that like button, subscribe rate, leave us a comment. It helps us out. Fall camp starts. Friday, we've got a ton of tomorrow content morning, baby. coming your way. Irish breakdown. I will see you out there, Vince.
2: Absolutely, I will see you tomorrow morning. And uh, everybody, make sure that you it will not be this show. You got to click out and then click back in to see the Jade Nosberry commitment and see where he ends up uh, to play his college football. So very exciting.
1: We got some happy anniversary wishes. Thanks to uh, all of you, and uh, thanks to. Uh, <laughs> Get all salty. We can always count on him. Yeah, you two yeah. need a private moment. To <laughs> each done. So thanks for uh, thanks for uh, all the enthusiasm in the chat tonight. Yeah, it's, man. Uh, you can you can feel a different uh, kind of vibe in Absolutely. the chat. We for, for fall camp to get started. That's right. Vince is doing his his mm-hmm. happy dance now. So that's right. All right. So uh, Vince and Brian, of course, they'll be back tomorrow with a post practice podcast. Otherwise, Vince and I will be back Monday on this here show. So thanks for joining us. Talk to you soon. Ivy Nation Sports Shop.